Hi folks, my name is Girish Bradley, the host for Back to Basics and other Back to Basics for another week for season three. Today we're going to speak with Keith Willard. He is a wedding planner, an award-winning wedding planner. We're trying to understand the semantics when it comes to wedding planning and successful weddings that we all see on Instagrams and Facebooks and YouTubes. Now, we don't know what happens in the back end. Of what it struggles does it take to make a successful event? And Keith is the one to know. So let's, why don't we find out from him what does it take? What struggles does it take? So let's talk about the wedding 101 today and get to know him better and trying to understand his process too. So let's speak with Keith and uh, get to know him. Take care. My name is Girish Pally, the host for Back to Basics. Thank you for coming to Back to Basics. You know, earlier today, we introduced Keith Willard to the show, and we're finally here. And we're going to talk about Wedding 101, as I explained on the intro. So why don't we just stop talking right now? Let's talk to Keith. Let's try to understand who he is, what he is, and what is he all about when it comes to Wedding 101. Keith, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I'm excited about talking about this because, you know, I basic wedding 101 is, is I, I feel like it's something that not a lot of people get to talk about before they get into the process of actually doing a wedding. And, yeah. and many times couples don't know what they don't know. They and don't. So I, you're right. So if I can give a little bit of information to help people, you know, start that journey, I'm happy to do it. So before we start, uh, Keith, about this whole episode about Wedding 101, yes. what does Back to Basic mean to you before we start? I mean, I mean, in general, if it's Back to Basic for me as, as, a, as a person, it means, you know, get rid of the BS, you know, go back to your basics, go back to your core beliefs, you know, trust in your gut, you know, get rid of the fluff, right? And okay. I think when it comes to weddings, it's it's very similar. It's like I have this thing where I, I, I tell people about this anticipated experience. Mm -hmm. And most couples get into this mind something uh, and because I don't want to cuss. Um, but, you know, they get into this mind thing where they, of course, of course, my dogs are talking, um, where they, they start thinking about like, Oh my goodness, my, my guests are expecting like a four course meal. My guests are expecting a 20 piece band. My guests are expecting us to be at a five star resort. And I'm like, no, they're not. Most people, when they're thinking about going to a wedding, think, oh, I'm going to watch somebody get married. I'm going to have some cocktails. They're probably going to feed me and I get to dance. Mm. And, and so back to basics for that part is what, is what I mean about that. You yeah. know, get back to the basics of like, what does a wedding truly mean to your guests that are coming? And then the rest of it is fluff. So, yeah. you know, why spend the money on it? Of or course. be smart about the money that you spend. How about that? That's so true, because it does get expensive when it comes to weddings. And thank you again for answering the question. And thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. So, so let me ask you this. Um, you don't know this, mm. and everyone else knows it for last season one and season two, whoever is following me. Uh, I am a, a professional videographer and a photographer for weddings. Oh. So I know exactly 
what suffering you're going through when it comes to wedding planning. <laughs> but I'm in the back end trying to see if the photo shoots are going to be good for the right. bride and the groom or whatever the event that we cover. And so let me ask you this. Yes. When they say that they're going to have X amount of people, mm. the first thing comes in your mind is, do you have a template as to what needs to happen on certain times? Or do they tell you that this is what I want, Keith, and yeah. I want no objection to what you're saying? Okay, so if somebody says, typically, if somebody's, you know, when I get into the question, and I, I'd like to have couples get to me before they get to the contracts with a venue, because yeah. unfortunately, when a venue asks you that same question, how many guests do you have coming to your wedding? Most people over count, right? They think everybody's going to come to my wedding. No, everybody that we invite is going to come to my wedding. But that's not reality. That's not life. You know, life gets in the way of most people trying in their best intentions. And so mm -hmm. as much as everybody would love to come to your wedding and to celebrate, you know, there's mm -hmm. kids, there's illness, there's travel, there's debt, there's, you know, finances. And so I typically tell people to, you know, discount that or reduce that number by 20% minimally mm. if up to like 30 or 40 percent depending if, if it's from out of town like if they're traveling from out of state then it's a higher percentage mm. and then base your your all of your planning on that lower number with the understanding that hotels and venues are happy to go up as you know you can add guests later but they won't let you go down so once you sign that contract for a minimum number of people that's it you have to reach that number yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So let me ask you this. And, and I should have asked this before. Yeah. Are you a, a wedding planner or are you a wedding organizer? Because I think they're two different things, aren't they? Well, I mean, I do both. It depends on, on the needs of the client. So I have some, so I have some clients that need full planning, you know, that, uh, and most of them are destination wedding. So about half my clientele are from out of state coming to South Florida. And so they obviously time is, is, Neat. they don't have the time to be able to travel to come here to South Florida because they're in New York or they're in California. Uh, and so they need somebody here, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak, that mm -hmm. can find the venues, that can negotiate their contracts, that can get the right people in mm -hmm. place with minimal stress and with minimal travel time for them. For Others, which, sorry, which means, sorry, no, no, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So, so basically you plan the venue, the food, the Everything. guest arrangements and the decor and everything is that what it is all of it you know nuts nuts to bolts as they say you know the other the other part of that is that sometimes couples will start the planning process they'll go find a venue they'll go oh my god we fell in love with it we've already signed the contract mm -hmm. and then realize that there's a lot more stress out there and then go oh my god we need somebody and so that is a partial planning process, meaning they've already got the venue and a cater or one other major vendor. And then I come in to handle all the logistics and help them through the, the rest of it. And then there's a third piece that's called the day of plus. And the day of plus means I'm here as an advisor from now until about 30 days before the wedding. And mm -hmm. then at that point, I take it all over. I reach out to all the vendors. I create mm -hmm. the timeline and I make sure that the logistics are sound mm -hmm. for the day of so that the couple only has to be a couple. They don't have to be a party planner the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so those are three very different kinds of, of planning. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I understand the, the logistics, the, you know, having a coordinator, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, 
but you know, a coordinator doesn't really get into the the nuts and bolts of having to reach out to the vendors and making right. sure that there's no red flags on the contracts and right. making right. sure that the couple understands the financial um, pieces that they're about to step into. Yeah. So thank you again, Keith. So venue, we understand. Yeah. Food, we understand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Drinks, we understand. DJ, we understand. But mm. but one thing I I want to understand is that. The design of the wedding and the design, okay, yes. the core, right? Right. Is that your vision or is that the vision of the groom and bride and groom? Because you have mm. to have a handshake relationship with the bride and groom in order to get the essence of what they're looking for versus your vision. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the very first thing that I have to do is listen to the client. I mean, that's my first job. It's not to tell them what my perfect wedding is. My job is to figure out what their perfect wedding is. And right. the only way to do that is by sitting and listening first. And I mean, listening a lot, not mm. just a little bit, not just about the, you know, uh, the, the cliff notes. I mean, listening to all of the details and then asking questions to pull out even more information. It's mm -hmm. amazing how many couples go into this and they go, well, we don't really know what we want. And then after I ask a few questions, it comes pretty apparent that they actually do know what they want. They just didn't know how to say it or they didn't know how to bring it out. Now, when you say we know about food, one of the things that, that I, I find is a major problem when it comes to couples talking about food is they don't really understand minimum versus actual cost. And so for contract purposes, for most venues, most catering companies, they require a minimum food and beverage spend, which is not the same as how much they're actually going to end up paying. And, and that is a really important piece, especially for budget reasons. And I, I have a whole conversation with my couples about that. It's like, just because the minimum is 20,000 does not mean that's what you're going to spend. So that, explain that if you yeah. don't mind. So you're yeah. talking per plate or you're talking the budget for the night. Right. So when you go to a venue and let's say you have a hundred guests, right? On average, most weddings are between a hundred and 150 people. That just seems to be the, the general, general number. Uh, and most venues will say, great. In order to have our space, you have to spend a minimum of $20,000. It doesn't matter how many guests you have, you have to spend it up to $20,000. Now, if their per person plate is 180 or 220 or 340, and you multiply that by 100 people, you're going to beat that minimum, that $20,000 minimum with no problem. But then there's also service charge and tax. What's a, and most, most companies call it plus plus, right? When you go to a hotel, they call it plus plus. And that's plus service charge and plus tax. And that's a 30% additional piece to your overall price. Right. So, you know, if let's say you're $34,000 after you do your number of guests times the, the, Person, per person uh, cost. And then you have to add another 24% service charge and another seven to 9% sales tax, depending on where, where you are. I mean, that's a budget buster. I mean, mm. if, if you don't take that into consideration, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in trouble that you need to come cough up with another six or $8,000. That's mm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But Keith, but thank you again for explaining that. But yeah. you know, when I said earlier that banquet hall is ready-made, Food is ready-made, but actually, if you think about it, right, food right. is the main thing for the whole event. Drinks are the whole event. Yep. The DJ is the whole event. So I think yep. these three main things can make and break uh, the party. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts? 
part. I, I agree. I mean, there are, you know, typically I, I say that there are five pillars to a wedding, right? Food, uh, venue, catering, um, uh, music, photography, florals, five. If you have those five pieces, you have a wedding. And then everything else is is the fluff that you want it. You know, what kind of linen do you want? What kind of chairs do you want? What kind of florals do you want? You know, but if you have those five basic pieces, you're going to have a wedding and it's going to be amazing, right? Um, I think that it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, I, got, I just got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting into the whole process of like, you know, what people need to really pay attention to, yeah, when yeah. you know, talking about a wedding. Um, I think that the, the, if you have those five pieces, yeah, the, the DJ is a, a solid thing throughout. But then there's a couple of different types of DJs. Do you want a DJ live, you know, which is a DJ with two live instruments? Um, you know, when you talk about the floral component, do you want it low or tall? You know, what kind of flowers, you know, and then of course, right now, flower prices are all over the place. And so you right. sometimes want to give your florist some options, some flexibility so that they can keep you in your price point. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, next week you could see a 30% increase in a specific floral type. And then if the florist goes, but I still can get the white roses that are similar to that for the same price, you want to be able to give your florist that flexibility. Thank you. Thank you, Keith, for explaining all that, because I'm also a vendor, so I don't know what else goes on uh, when it comes to an event, but I do know how much I get paid. Yes. That's a separate story altogether. <laughs> so now, let me ask you this, right? Yeah. Now, now we know that the budgeting is, let's let's say 50000 right. okay? But when I come to that evening, Keith tells me that the the balance that you owe is 80 and I'm not really ready to pay the other 30. So where did that other 30 comes from? I mean, do you, always, well, do you always tell them that there has to be a buffer? Well, first of all, there would never be a moment when I'm planning a wedding that a couple is going to be caught off guard with a $30,000 bump. That's not going to happen. You know, my job is to keep people in budget always in budget always and so having a thirty thousand dollar extra bill they would have known about that months in advance months okay. in advance and that's because of their choices and i would have been i would have prepped them and warned them multiple times mm -hmm. that look if you do this it's going to add another thirty thousand to your budget are you sure you want to make that decision mm -hmm. and so that they're very well aware anybody that goes into a wedding and then has that extra amount i I feel like they've been they've been almost duped mm. in a way and i i would hate for a couple to have to deal with that kind of thing mm. I mean, can you imagine the stress that comes with all of a sudden having to come up with that kind of money the night of the day of your wedding mm. it shouldn't happen it shouldn't happen um there are good planners and there are bad planners you know a good planner is going to make sure that the couple is fully aware of their finances all the way through the process it has to happen. I mean, money is a killer on not only love, but logistics on everything. So money has to be the thing that you talk about most often. And typically I want to talk about that first, get that out of the way, get the big, you know, the B word out of the way and talk about the budget right up front. Most it's, it's a, unfortunately it's a, a thing in the, in the, the wedding world you know, for couples that if they say what their budget is, that people are going to charge them more money. And that's mm. not the case. You know, it, if you have an honest conversation with your planner, then they're going to be able to guide you to the right vendors that make sense for your style, for your mm. vibe and mm. for your budget. 
right? Mm -hmm. We're not here to add extra money to it. That's, we don't get anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, one of the big things is I take no kickbacks from vendors. So the, the whole pro idea is that I'm only going to provide vendors that make sense for the couple financially mm -hmm. and that, that fit their vibe. Yeah. Keith, thank you again for answering that question. So uh, I, I know where you're from. You're from South uh, Florida. So now the, now the question is that there are weddings around the States, as you have mentioned earlier in the beginning, right now, you don't know those vendors. You don't know who they are. So as, um, a, yeah. as a couple, as a couple, right. do I give you the homework saying, these are the people that I want and mm -hmm. you figure out whatever you need to do, or do you give them the vendor list? Um, it's a, it's, it's a conversation, right? So the, the way I typically work is, um, let's talk about photographers, your world, right? Uh, and so there are, a photographer is an art form. Being a photographer is an art form. So you have a vibe to you that you're, you're moody, you're journalistic, you're poised. I mean, you're, your magazine cover. I mean, there are multiple kinds of photographers out there mm -hmm. and, couples will gravitate to one or multiple kinds of photographers. So usually what I start with is like a list of six photographers that are very different in their style, right? One loves really black and white. One loves a moody. One loves to be journalistic and in the moment. And based on who they choose, like, oh, we really love this one and this one. It tells me who they're going to like. And then I take my larger vendor list and I pare it down to those kind of photographers that fit that vibe. Mm -hmm. And if I know what their budget is, I also know what photographers are going to fit their budget. So mm -hmm. instead of wasting their time with mm -hmm. a photographer that's going to cost them 20 grand and they only can afford five, I'm going to only make, give them the photographers that are in that $5,000 budget that also fit their vibe. But so that's my job. But Keith, with that example, thank you again, by the way. So uh, with, that, with that example, uh, there are a lot of studios like myself, okay, yeah. that yeah. I want, I want couples to come to the studio to see that if they fit for us and vice versa, because I right. want to make sure that us three of us, three of us, right, are having a great chemistry when we do the photo shoot, when we do the video shoot, when yeah. we do the yeah. wedding, the reception or whatever. It's so, important. So how... How do you figure that out besides the budgeting part? Budgeting is huh. definitely important, but the chemistry also is as important because that is your lifetime video or photos towards the end of the day, right? I mean, well, you know, I, I, I've been in this business for 20 plus years. Um, I was the president of NACE, which is the National Association of Catering and Events for South Florida. I mean, I know the players. I know the personalities. Before I was uh, an event planner, I was a director of catering for Ritz-Carlton and Hyatt Regency and The One. So I have experience with a multitude of vendors and I know their personalities. And mm. so if I know what my personalities of my couple are, I'm actually going to take that into consideration with who I then connect them with to make right. sure that they're going to, that they're going to vibe with each other. Mm. You know, if I have a photographer that is hardcore barking orders and there are those photographers out there and I have a couple that is a type and do not like people barking orders at them, I'm not going to connect them. <laughs> I see, I see like, oh my God, that, that fireworks everywhere, all over the place. And then the other thing is, is that I want to, I, I would introduce them. So once they choose, and usually I say, you know, pick your top three, 
your top three photographers. I then figure out if they're available and then work on their proposals. And then I do a meet and greet with all three photographers. Mm. And so then they know they're like, oh, I really like, you know, Erica with light sky photography, um, you know, or, or, you know, uh, Curtis Smith with Curtis Smith photography. It's they're going to tell me who they really liked working mm. with and who that meet and greet with. And then I then start working on um, cost and making sure that I get them the best deal as possible, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, because that is a process that we also go through. And just like what you explained, but there yeah. are other studios, which just I explained earlier. Uh, so thank you again for that. And by the way, I do destination weddings. So keep me in mind. Uh, Absolutely. Well, okay. you know, it's, and it's sad because there are turn and burn companies out there. And I, I just, oh, I mean, a turn and burn photography company is great for some, but I, I find that that if there's such a personal relationship between the couple and the photographer. You I mean, you're going to be together in a high pressure environment for eight hours. You mm. got to be able to get along with your photographer because they're going to be guiding you a, a big portion of the day. Because it's a storyline that you need to come up with, a, a storytelling of the video or yeah. the photo or whatever it is, right? I mean, uh, there there was a wedding that we did that they wanted a full season of their photo shoot. So basically, we were with them for almost a year with them till wow. they next year. So it's one of those things that people wow. they want to cherish that, <laughs> that project, and, and that's just what it is. Uh, so thank you again, Keith, for explaining that's that. Before, before we let you go, can we explain who Keith Willard is, if you don't mind, and what does he do, and what are you all about? I mean, I know, mm. but not everyone else knows, I guess. Well, you know, I think that that my job is to be the guard dog, so to speak. You know, I'm here to make sure that my couples understand everything that it takes to plan a wedding. And I do not sugarcoat stuff. I mean, there is no reason for me to put fluff into the wedding planning process for a couple. They need to know the the ups, the downs, the red flags, the good, the bad, all of it. And and by taking that stress off of them, by making sure that I'm going to take care of them through the whole process allows them to revel in the joy of planning. The happiness bubbles up to the top as long as I take care of the, the stressful pieces and the logistics and I'm protecting them uh, and that I'm informing them mm. all the way through it. And mm. that's, that's who I am at the end of the day. I, I want to make sure that my couples have the best day of their life and their only job the day of the wedding is to be a bride, a groom, or, you know, uh, be ready to get married. Let's just put it that way. In that moment to be ready to get married. They should not have to worry about final payments. They should not have to worry about, you know, so-and-so not showing up or the linens being lost or because that's my job to put those fires out. Hmm. And that's I, and I feel like a good event planner should be able to take care of all those pieces and parts. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again, Keith, for explaining all that. And and I've learned a lot. I mean, I knew most of the stuff because I, I know, had... but I feel bad because I feel like there's we just scratched the surface. There's just so much to talk about when it comes to weddings. I just love it. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. I do. I... We always do a part two of this uh, wedding planning a, a 101. So we'll make that 102 or maybe a 2.0, really. I mean, think about this. I mean, we haven't even talked about room blocks and and talking about attrition rates because a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand the red flags that come up with, you know, vendor meals. I mean, that is a big piece that a lot of people don't even talk about is vendor meals. You know, if you have a vendor that's with you for eight hours, it is expected that you feed them. 
at some point. And a lot of couples don't even know that. And it's a part where the hotel will charge a pretty fair amount of money per vendor, like sometimes mm-hmm. 75, 100 or $150 per person. Mm-hmm. If you have 12 vendors, that adds up quick. The couple yeah. needs to know about that ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. Keith, thank you again for, for coming to uh, Back to Basics. But before you leave, yeah. uh, let me ask you this. How is your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words for all the Back to Basic uh, listeners and viewers? I mean, the, you made the process super simple. And, and it was such a, a joyous conversation. And I love the fact that it was straightforward and honest. And I think that as long as you give people some basic pieces and give them some at least some information that they can then question off of you're doing you're doing a service to the community so yeah i love it yeah thank you thank you again uh, keith for for coming here and and supporting me on this small podcast that i have and uh, mm. i would love to have you again if you don't mind oh i would love it 2.0 for uh, back to basics if that's okay I would love that. Absolutely. I think that, you know, uh, wedding planning is, is hard and, uh, and there's a lot of people out there that just can't really afford uh, a wedding planner many times. And so mm-hmm. it's important to get that information out to them so that they make choices based on education, mm-hmm. based on knowledge and not hearsay. And that, yeah. and that's, you're doing a good job with that. So awesome. 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 Thank you. Thank you again, Keith, for uh, coming on back to basics. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> So guys, we spoke with Keith Willard and we talked about the basics of the wedding planning, planning 101 that is. Now, Keith is in the business of wedding planning. I'm in the business of making memories by taking photos and videos. It is a very tough job and it's one of those things that we wanna cherish each and every step of the way for these bride and grooms, or I should say the couples, just to enjoy their evening or their day or whatever the location that they're in. Because all the stressful stuff, that's what me and uh, Keith uh, does at the end of the day. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully Keith will enjoy that quote of the day. Uh, The quote of the day, whenever it comes up, is if you are going to plan a wedding, then a certain amount of suffering is not a choice. Guys, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless, and I'll see you next time on Back to Basics. Hi, guys. Thank you again for tuning in to Back to Basics and listening to the the excellent uh, episode that we had today with our guest. You know, with your love and support, we do need you to at least rate our show, review our show, because it does make it stronger day by day, week by week, as I usually say on my episodes. And there are three things in this episode that it makes a hit for me, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. So guys, take care, God bless, and remember, everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and see you next time on Back to Basics.